so welcome back uh, lovely audience uh, i hope you are enjoying these episodes of emotions uh, uh, series and uh, i'm sure you are getting some experience and some hold on uh, about these emotions so today i am here with another guest uh, and today the uh, episode would be little different as we are going to talk exploring more about emotions in general because my dear friend is a counseling psychologist and she also works with a lot of emotions every day so she can throw more light on you know very emotions so we are not keeping any particular emotions for the day so let me welcome disha uh, for the episode today and uh, just disha uh, you know i'm very happy to have you here uh, and just please introduce yourself in your style so. thank you so much aarti that uh, put a little pressure on me <laughs> uh, but uh, yes so um, my name is nisha i'm basically from bangalore i'm a counseling psychologist i work with um, children and adolescents and young adults as well uh, in handling you know various uh, challenges that they go through in their life uh, not just emotional but i i do see a pattern of a lot of uh, emotions getting tangled up with most of the situations so uh, yes that is what i do and um, yeah we can we yeah. can explore um, so definitely because of yeah because uh, uh, i think as a psychologist you might understand emotions better so i think you are the right person to give us more experience and give our audience more about uh, uh so can you ex- let's start with the uh, talk to uh, can you share something about you how you uh, experience emotions or what do you think what emotion is exactly or yeah so uh, arthi one of the common misconceptions that i uh, feel is when it comes to our field of you know psychologists counselors we do study the theoretical aspects so we understand what emotions are in theory uh, what are all the feelings how do you manage it how do you regulate it but uh, theory and application as we all know are two very very distinct separate things so um, you know a lot of us even if we study the theory the application part of it is just like you and me were all in a work in progress state uh we may have more of um, resources to go and pick into and try to apply in into our lives um but yes i am no perfect person when it comes to dealing with emotions i have my slips um quite often it is obviously um there like i said there are resources that i can go and pull out of so um uh, that's that's something that i just wanted to you know share before we go and i don't i'm not speaking from a place of i know it all and i do it all but just my own experience and my own learning um so when it comes to you know dealing with emotions um personally i feel there has been a lot of growth for me from when i wasn't into this space to when i started understanding and learning more about it uh the biggest learning would i i would say would be to label emotions and to develop my vocabulary right so we have a very 
I would say most people have a very limited vocabulary when it comes to emotions. Like what you mentioned, the you know the main buckets: I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry, or I'm excited. There would be maybe about eight or ten that they could label. But when it comes to act, pinpointing the actual, it could be disappointment, it could be fatigue. Uh, so someone would say, "I'm really angry," but the actual emotion could be i'm really hurt or i'm really frustrated or i'm really overwhelmed but then these are not common vocabulary um and as a result of this the actual issue is not clear in the mind so when you say i'm angry then we sort of uh don't delve into the actual cause of the situation or don't reflect on what could be the actual reason why you are feeling a certain way so there is less chance of you know fixing that particular um uh that situation or that context so for me i think the biggest learning was to develop my vocabulary when it comes to emotions and uh, to try and start applying that in real life situations yeah that's a very wonderful way of putting it and uh, i i completely uh, in agreement with you desha uh, as a professional we uh, we are able to have more resources uh, where we can go and you know pick up and uh, just get better very fast than other people like other people they take days or a week week time to get over the emotion but uh, we kind of get it over in an hour or sometimes very quickly as well so uh then you talk about labeling emotions uh so can you tell more about it how uh, as a human being how they how we label emotions uh yeah so one of the tools that um i i personally use and i also encourage a lot of my uh, to use is the feeling emotion wheel uh so you can easily get it on google just google up emotion feeling wheel um yeah. and you'll find a a circle with this i think about 100 odd uh, emotions take a yeah. nice big print out of it and put it somewhere in your room or keep it under your pillow or your diary or something and every day at any point in the day when you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know exactly what you're feeling you know sometimes you, you know you're not feeling good but you don't exactly know what it is right yeah. so just go back to this because it may not be a top of mind recall like i said earlier our vocabulary with emotions is not very good so go back to this feel and see look at it go through those emotions and see try and see the feeling right and if you say um for example last evening i was feeling i thought i was feeling angry <laughs> but when i actually looked into the feeling wheel i was in fact hungry tired and maybe overwhelmed with the amount of physical work and yeah. um when you look at this and you say okay i'm hungry i'm tired and there's too much work to do so you pinpoint it and then from anger it goes to okay when you're hungry what do you do you get something to eat go to the kitchen order something get something to eat you're tired there's too much to yeah. do. what does that mean cut down on out of the 10 things that you have to do maybe get only one or two done most urgent right so you 
are able to come down to the actual reason behind your anger which is actually not anger right and then uh, it's a little faster to go to the solution so labeling emotions i feel the feeling wheel is a best place to start uh, okay. after a couple of months or years you will not need the feeling wheel as a cue because you are able to yeah. you know, recall these emotions a lot easier so that is one way uh, to begin to get more awareness labeling emotions correctly yeah or would you suggest uh, that uh, we can even opt for the you know uh, support uh, like a counselor or coach because sometimes as we are talking about it because uh, or because we don't know it very clearly the wheel of emotions or uh, but sometimes people don't know why they need to label the emotions so yeah. would you suggest uh, them to go for a support structure uh yes so again um this brings us to a common misconception and a stigma that's associated with uh, i don't think coaching has that so much but therapy and counseling definitely does so we see a lot of parents um you know telling their kids if you don't study well i'm going to take you to a counselor so the automatic association is the counselor is this person who's going to punish me or you know bad children go there or if you're not um so good with figuring out your life then you will have to go there so it automatically places that person at a defense um and that i think is one big misconception because what a counselor or a coach really does is to um question you in a way with your permission so that you are able to get solutions for yourself it does not need to be a big um, uh, concern in your life you know people think about extreme things like a divorce or a, um, the child is failing in all his exams no it doesn't have to be an extreme case it could be something simple right even the way in which you are operating um, maybe you're stuck in a certain situation so um if you are able to have a person give you an objective third person perspective and help you figure out the solution you will anyway get there but you may take a year with the help of someone who can objectively help you and who's committed to your growth instead of a year you probably take two or three months so that's really what it is and that misconception has to go if people really are interested in their own growth and development yeah so i uh, there's this um so i always think of it this way like when you're sitting in the driver seat of a car you can see in front you can probably see uh, to the to your sides whatever the rear view mirror is showing you you can look at that but a person who's standing on the sidewalk and who's observing you drive yeah probably has a much better view of you know whether there's a pothole or of the entire car Right? Yeah. so that is really the role of a coach or a counselor is able to see the full picture in a non biased way yeah that's a very beautiful way of putting it in a metaphorical way that uh, uh, to understand the our profession better because people actually are you know putting us into a certain phase uh, that oh i don't have a problem even i am dealing with lot of emotions every day or i uh, 
I go through emotions very quickly. Uh, I can't access certain good emotions, but still people think, oh, I cannot go to a counselor. I cannot go to a coach because what people will think. Yeah. Uh, so you rightly said it's it's not about it's just helping us to develop a third person perspective or it it can see from a different point of view. Yeah. That's how coach and uh, counselor help you uh, get into that shoe those shoes. to see you from the different places uh, your own life your own picture as you rightly said that pink pointing those emotions uh, uh, that also you know uh, people will do it but th- for that they have to be uh, they have to have a awareness at the first place yeah. Yeah. if they are not aware like you and me were not aware two years ago Yeah, like uh, if I can give you my example, I was only experiencing two emotions in my life: happy, happiness, or sadness. Uh, so when my mentor asked, "What do you, what are you experiencing?" I'm happy because I could see my daughter's picture in my head. And uh, so, but over the time when I started, you know, uh, experiencing or going deeper, like you gave the example of anger. So definitely, when we go deeper and check about. Uh, what kind of actual emotion we are going through then it's easy to get to the root cause of that and we come out of it mm-hmm. uh, like how we does as a professional yeah. uh, so that you mentioned about developing the vocabulary around emotions so can you suggest something around it how we can do that uh, um yeah so um so one thing i've noticed with many clients is that um so even with the feeling wheel when i suggest the feeling wheel initially they're very excited about it and maybe for one or two weeks they may do it uh, diligently and then yeah. it sort of gets monotonous and boring right so every day yeah. morning evening i don't want to sit and you know label my emotion and one of the main causes is because it makes them think sometimes in an uncomfortable direction right um, so um, maybe it's it's very easy to just uh, say i'm angry i'm and i don't want to deal with this emotion right now but the feeling will makes you deal with it even if it's oh. for a few seconds every day you actually got to go and sit down and say are you angry or are you um are you feeling frustrated are you feeling lonely so it makes you deal with that emotion for a couple of seconds and that could be uncomfortable to do on a regular basis so i've seen a lot of them just avoid this because they're like okay okay i spoke about it for a week now i don't want to talk about it anymore or i don't want to do this homework uh but this discomfort right what you tend to feel so that is in fact the process through which you have to go in order to become comfortable with uncomfortable emotions yeah so that's the biggest um, you know thing for me uh, developing vocabulary over emotions is something that only comes with practice so it's not something that can be done for one week or two weeks and just drop it has to be a consistent daily thing and yeah. uh what it helps you do is become uncomfortable with having uncomfortable emotions you may wake up in the morning and do this activity and realize that you're feeling lonely right initially uh-huh. you may feel uncomfortable about it but over a period of time you will start to accept that it's okay i am feeling lonely right now but this is just one emotion that i feel amongst 
you know all of the other emotions that i experienced so um, yeah yeah i i, I think uh, practice and um, getting to a place of um, comfort with all kinds of emotions knowing that um knowing not to exaggerate any particular emotion like even if you look into the feeling wheel you will see anxiety depression all of that it's one emotion yeah right in all of these emotions that you experience in life that is one emotion yet sometimes we exaggerate it so much so i'm feeling anxious i'm feeling anxious i'm feeling anxious and then you're repeating it so much that it's becoming so important in your life yeah right? so if you address it then and there look at it the way it is and uh, probably you know uh, you may not even be experiencing it in isolation most of the time we don't experience one emotion in isolation while you are anxious you, you may also be feeling lonely you may also be feeling tired you may also be having a spark of um, you know excitement about something that may happen in the second half of the day so there are multiple things that you are experiencing even at a single point in time so to just recognize that um is in itself a big awareness and growth yeah yeah dikha yeah, so you rightly said the sometimes we uh, talk about um, uh, these emotions so much that it becomes part of our life uh, like when you were talking about anxious i felt like people talk, use the word very loosely these days stress oh i am stressed oh my kid hasn't eaten breakfast today oh i am stressed so it became their vocabulary which yeah uh, and it's very you know subconscious effort it's it's sort of very conscious thing they are doing it or and they don't realize it until unless someone someone yeah. will address that yeah. uh, so even i was using that oh i am stressed that uh, few years ago i was just thinking thinking uh, sitting and thinking oh aunty are you really stressed and then I, what i found out was i wasn't stressed but because i have this habit of being stressed so much yeah. that i was looking for stress uh, yeah you know yeah <laughs> True. So that's what I realize. Even as I am, either I am stressed or I am looking for a stress. Yeah. Because I don't know how to access the neutral way or how to access the middle path where I could experience a better space, uh, where I can I can be just be myself. So when you were talking about it, I said, yeah. Even I have gone through it, and uh, definitely with practice, with a lot of awareness. getting to the place of comfort uh, mm-hmm. you know with with certain kind of emotions where we are not comfortable like i i wasn't comfortable being lonely or sitting lonely uh, oh today is saturday uh, there is no party at home or we are not going out oh i i i am feeling lonely so but over the years i developed that this that you know no uh, i could access different emotions or uh, it's like a surface level emotion is i am feeling lonely but maybe deeper is something else yeah uh, i just want to go have experience something else more joyful i want to be more joyful i want to be more excited uh, so we look for uh, the triggers or we look for the reasons 
uh, you know, to get into those roads. Yeah. Uh, as you rightly said, another thing yeah, that um, we don't uh, talk about it or we don't, you know, address it. Uh, we we are not ready to pinpoint our actual emotions. Or, yeah. So we have to go through that discomfort zone. Yeah, you would like to add something here, Disha? Uh, yeah, no, I was saying like... Um... Uh, when you were talking about anxiety, right? So even in today's context, um, you know, while on one side, there is a lot of awareness being developed uh, about mental health and on the other side, which is a good thing. And on the other side, because of half-baked information, right? Uh, yeah. People are sort of, it's almost trending. Like I have anxiety and I have depression. So yeah. not to take away from... Uh, the genuinity of it but there's a very fine line between um, I am anxious, I am depressed and I am feeling depressed, I am feeling anxious so you yeah. are not an emotion by itself completely yeah. right, you cannot I cannot be, I am depressed, I am Nisha, I experience depression, maybe I experience Along with depression, I also experience other things. Um, and I'm not talking about um, uh, a disorder, right? So disorders yeah. is a completely different segment and needs to be looked at differently. But uh, these words are being used very loosely without yeah. understanding the entire context of it, right? So that I feel sometimes it takes away power from people. Uh, I've seen a lot of clients who just they want to be labeled like tell me that I have an anxiety disorder or I have a depressive disorder and somewhere I feel like no you don't but you want to hear it Um, you know you, you are experiencing this but don't give away your power because then it's like I have a disorder now. There's nothing I can do about it. I am powerless and helpless in this situation. And someone else fix me. Right? So when it comes to that place, uh, when it's an extreme uh, situation and it's a disorder, definitely the way we look at it has got to be completely different. But um, uh, when it is not understood in the full context and you give away your power, then you're you're sort of like refusing to help yourself and that becomes very challenging even for the therapist as well because when you refuse yeah. to help yourself it's it's um, it's it's very very challenging because nobody else can help you in that place. yeah you just rightly nailed it Disha uh, with uh, you know giving a perfect you know distinction uh, about I am anxious and I am feeling anxious yeah. You know, people are not lab- just labeling it. People are making it an identity. Yeah. And when you are making it your identity, it's very hard to change it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And when you are just saying, I am feeling anxious, definitely, that feeling can go away. Yeah. But when you, when I become, oh, I am anxious. So it yeah. takes, maybe take days or sometimes I can't yeah. get out of it all the yeah. Now sometimes you, you say like yeah. I'm an anxious person. 
obviously i am going to do this i am an anxious person so what are you doing you are telling yourself over and over again uh, over a period of days months years even when there is a situation when you don't need to be anxious you have conditioned your system in a way that your system now believes that you are an anxious person so like you said it will go looking for things to make to you know make yourself anxious so yeah. um, that's something that we need to be more aware of and catch yourself in the moment only if you are aware can you catch yourself like it's not that i don't slip i do but i think i would like to believe that more often than not i catch myself when i'm slipping yeah i'm like hey what are you doing <laughs> what yeah. are you telling yourself definitely data and uh, that's what uh, people think uh, sometimes even i was wondering how how people will take it when i only talk about emotions to be specifically for for every time 30 40 minutes with my guests Uh, and even i go through lot of emotions creating one episode <laughs> but yeah. then i definitely catch myself oh no no i am not going to experience this rather i am asking and yes i am experiencing this right now but i am not this or yeah. i am not sad or i am not happy even people only you know think that negative emotions take over us our lives no even uh, positive uh, positiveness also takes over you can't be smiling all the time you can't be happy all the time <laughs> we definitely go through you know different emotions i can be you know excited i can be joyful it's not like i can be excited all the time 24 hours i can't be jumping yeah so uh, experiencing all the emotions is also important yeah, uh, yeah. i'd so like to like, if uh, i mean no go ahead <laughs> no 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 Uh, i was just saying that you said the it takes uh, away our power uh, also yeah. Yeah. it's like taking a uh, remote from the like how we pick up remote and change the channel so if i don't have my remote so somebody else is coming and picking up my remote and keep pressing the channel and keep pressing oh now she can feel sadness now she, she can feel in a certain way mm-hmm. uh so this is what uh, working with professionals help uh, to handle things better but people think no if i go to a coach if i go to a counselor then i i should have a certain problem to go there no you could want to have a better growth in life you want to go to a next level of achievement of awareness of clarity uh, to have a better focus like you said people are not ready to see that they are in, they are in a discomfort zone with certain emotions yeah. so if you are experiencing experiencing it very often you could go and take a support from uh, from a coach or a counselor she, uh, she or he can guide you to see how you can be comfortable with those emotions and you can ride your life further yeah. I just like to uh, share a little uh, story like it's a personal experience so um, many years ago i think about uh, 10 12 years ago um, i had this identity image of myself that i'm a very cheerful happy person and always laughing and full of energy bubbly giggly all of that um and because of this image that i had in my head every time i would feel upset or uh, i would be angry 
immediately I would, you know, shut it down. Like there was no space for me to experience that emotion. And I would be like, no, 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 cannot feel this. Absolutely cannot feel this. And go back to giggling and laughing and all of that. Because uh-huh. that is what everyone likes. That is what everyone identifies me as. Therefore, I need to be that way. Uh-huh. It was over a period of time and through, you know, like I said, our uh, uh, subject and learning and all of that. Then I realized that when you don't give space for any emotion, it will it it doesn't go away, right? It just comes out in different different situations, which may not even be uh, the right context at that point in time. So it could be like a very small incident, and you will show that three years ago anger in this particular situation, right? So. Um, uh, there was this poem somewhere around that time when I was going through this phase. I uh, somebody read out a poem to me by uh, Rumi, um, the guest house. Okay. Uh, maybe at the end of it you can read it or I can read it. So it spoke about treating. So your body is your home, right? And wow. these emotions are like guests. When some guests come, they're really nice, and you like to keep them at home for a long time. But guests leave. No matter how nice they are, they are still your guests. Yeah. Some guests are not very pleasant, but they're still coming to your home. So you've still got to treat them with as much grace and dignity as you can. So yeah. uh, treat your emotions like guests who will come and go. Some guests will be pleasant. Some will not be yeah. very pleasant. But you've still got to deal with them with as much grace as possible. So um, that was something that, anything unpleasant, um, I'm more capable of accepting it and saying, yeah, right now I'm not feeling very good. I'm feeling lonely. It's okay. (laughs) It's not going to be forever. I'm going to experience a different emotion. A different guest is going loneliness. My guest is going to leave in some time. And um, maybe some other guest is going to come along. Let's see who's coming. And so that state of being is of acceptance and of grace is something that it's still work in progress, but that is really a very, very helpful space to be in. Wow, Disha, uh, you kind of summarizes in a very, uh, you know, uh, great uh, space. Uh, so, uh, so as we are approaching the end of the episode today, so would you like to share more about your work? Would you work with individuals or uh, uh, you are associated with some company or how you work? Uh, uh, no, so I used to uh, work um, with an organization with organizations earlier. So as of now, I'm um, practicing on my own. So I work with um, adolescents, young adults, and older adults as well in the space of. Um, you know, mental well-being, physical well-being, and emotional well-being. So I, um, it, it's really a very holistic uh, approach towards it. So um, yeah, that's what I, that's what, that's my area of work. And um, I'm also looking at conducting workshops in the future, which will update. So if anybody is interested to reach out, I could probably share my email ID. Um, yeah, yeah. I will uh, put it in the description so that people can reach out to you uh, for experiencing this, you know, holistic way. And uh, uh, it's it's really uh, my pleasure to have you here, Nisha. And uh, 
so as a pointer or tip for my uh, audience i just want to summarize our uh, session uh, to uh, you know uh, have fun with the emotions you know so have yeah. you have to practice a lot uh, in terms of uh, be with emotions just be with it uh, don't try to change it or uh, first step is like uh, awareness when you are aware about it then you can next go to practice it more uh, and then getting to the place of comfort with all kind of emotions it's not only about positive or neutral or negative emotions and the last part what you uh, what disha said was uh, acceptance first the acceptance is very important if i am not accepting what i am feeling how i am going to work on it or how i am going to change yeah because i am not accepting it at the first place and that's where even uh, uh, coming to the professionals if people are not accept in a accepted zone they can't go to a professional to work with mm-hmm. uh, it's like a saying uh, we can take uh, horse to a water but we cannot make it drink yeah yeah uh, so the same way <laughs> even someone can come to us uh, to work on certain things but we cannot help them until they are ready to work on themselves yeah. until they are in that accepted zone uh, and another thing is like like you mentioned half baked information so first we have to be fully informed about our life about our emotions then only we can work around it yeah. otherwise uh, like initially when i started uh, working as a coach i had to first uh, help people to get aware about what is mental health uh, and it it different from uh, it it same like physical health uh, yeah like i am having a fever same i could have a certain stress or certain uh, stuff going on in my head uh, but people were like no i can't talk about mental health otherwise people will call me bad or people will think oh she is yeah. a professional definitely she is uh, going through something how come <laughs> it it same uh, like a physical stuff uh, yeah. we go we have a cough or we have a fever so same way i have always uh, found this example very useful like you go to the gym you train yeah. certain muscles to get stronger triceps one day shoulders one day calves biceps this that so your body is not in isolation you exist along with your mind and your mind has emotions it has psychological aspects it has thoughts all of this is there so that cannot function adequately it can function somehow it can run but it will yeah. not work at optimum unless you train it so your body also yeah. if you don't go to the gym also it will be fine but uh, if you don't take care of it your body is not going to um, give you the best results likewise your mind is not going to be able to give you the best results if you don't work on it so yeah. honestly i don't think there is an option there of you know not talking about mental health it's they coexist and one yeah. cannot exist without the other one more small thing i'd like to uh, mention before we close is that um, you know despite being a counselor whatever myself i cannot play this role on myself i cannot uh, ask myself the questions and give the answer because i'm either sitting in the driver seat or i'm standing on the footpath i cannot sit in the driver seat and stand on the footpath yeah. so you know we um, 
again just to break this perception and this myth that uh, we are perfect people and we don't make mistakes no we just give you a different perspective and we also need coaches and mentors and guides to help us get a different perspective so you don't need to have a disorder you don't need to have a problem you just need to be invested in your own growth and yeah. if you are a person like that then Yeah, we are people. Yeah, <laughs> that's very beautifully said. And uh, the other thing comes said by by this, uh, like doctor needs a doctor. He can't uh, do his own surgery, you know. He can't do his own tra- heart transplant. The so same way. Uh, and it's uh, not like a doctor doesn't fall sick. Yeah, <laughs> they do go for consultations. They and they do regular checkups every year. Uh, they are more cautious people than us. <laughs> we go only when we are sick but they are very uh, regular because they want to grow uh, otherwise they can't be professionally fine if they are not taking care of the uh, their health yeah. they need to stand uh, for hours together while doing a surgery so they need to look after their uh, yeah. physical health likewise mental health um, experts also put in a lot of effort on a daily basis so that they are in a state of balance for you know most part of their yeah. life so that they are able to Help. So it it's pretty much the same actually. That's where uh, I if I work for 12 hours every day, seven eight hours I work on myself. I I take take two sessions, but re- but uh, rest of the time I work on myself uh, because it's a real time work. It's real human being, and everybody has a different challenge, different uh, stuff to deal with. Uh, that you mentioned another another thing about mind body. It's the same thing. So in NLP we call it uh, a mind body is a part of same space. uh it's not se- it's, it's part of the same system it's not separate yeah but people still separate it and they only take care of their physical uh, space and they don't uh, you know talk about uh, their mental problems or mental uh, uh stuff what they are going through yeah mental well-being so and with the closing uh, of the session it's really nice to have you beta as you mentioned about the movie uh, so i definitely want to read this uh, before uh, going uh, you know closing for the uh, episode today uh, so the guest house uh, the this being human is a guest house everybody a new arrival a joy a depression a being there the momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor welcome and entertain them all even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of your empty of its furniture still treat each guest honorably he may be clearing you out for some new delight the dark thoughts the shame the belief meet them at the door laughing and invite them in be grateful for whatever comes because each has said each has been said as a guide from beyond so this was so beautiful uh, you know summarizing all of our, our sessions today uh, so beautifully that our emotions are like our guests they walks into us every day and we have to welcome them respectfully honorably and we have to address them we have to offer them uh, as we offer uh, tea and food to our guests and then we have to send them back again in the evening so so beautifully ruby has Summarizes our uh, uh, 
session today. So thank you so much, Disha, once again for being here. Thank uh, you. So, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next time. Bye.